Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandy. Today we are number three in our teaching on Matthew chapter 24 and Matthew chapter 25. Today we'll talk about the church age, but we'll also talk about how the tribulation begins, what Jesus has to say in his answer to three questions the disciples had to ask him. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Uh, we've been taking up for the past couple of days, a couple of lessons on uh, talking about Matthew 24 and 25, going back to actually what it's founded on. And that was back in the book of Daniel, where Daniel discussed his 70 weeks that God showed to him of how history is laid out and basically told uh, Daniel at that time that 490 years from the time they get back from captivity in Babylon, there was going to come a day when King Artaxerxes was going to make a command that the children of Israel could start building the temple in the city again. Once that came, that decree was given. God said there'd be 490 years. At the end of the 490 years, the millennium would begin. And here's how the 490 or 70 weeks, as it was called, 70 segments of seven years. Here's how it was laid out. He said to be laid out this way, seven plus 62 plus one. The seven or 49 years that first would come would be for the rebuilding of the temple, the city, the walls. He said in troublous times this would happen, but it took Israel 49 years to rebuild the city. Then after that, he said, would be 62 weeks. The 62 weeks would be the greatest time Israel ever had, the golden years, the zenith of their whole existence. During that time, the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 came to pass. They were blessed coming in, blessed going out, above and not beneath, all the different blessings. They became the banking nation of the world. The riches of the world came to them and they became the banking nation and they never worshiped idols again. What happened was though toward the end of those 62 weeks, which would bring them up to 69 weeks total, seven plus 62. The end of those 62 weeks, that the second segment there, when that came to pass, they had literally turned the law into a religion and God never intended for that. The law was never intended to be worshiped, never intended to be kept for salvation. It was a teaching tool. The law was given to us as our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. That's what Paul said. But instead of using it as a teaching agent for Jesus and his work on the cross and the sacrifices and all the different things, that stood for what Jesus had done, they turned it into a religion. And instead of taking the gospel to the world, they took the law to the world and tried to turn Gentiles into Jews. So this was the problem with, but anyway, by the time that Jesus came, Jesus went to the cross at the end of Daniel's 69th week, seven plus 62. At the end of that 69th week, Jesus went to the cross, died on the cross, and when he arose from the dead, here's what God did. God took and separated the 69th week at the end of it, took and separated that and moved off the 70th week for a long way off and inserted the church age in between. In essence, God stopped the Jewish age at the cross, and there's still seven years of it left to be fulfilled and pushed it off. Between that, he's put the church age in, and the church age dramatically begins with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit falling on the church in uh, the upper room. It's gonna end just dramatically with the church being taken out. A dramatic entrance and a dramatic, a dramatic exit is what's going to begin and end the church age, and that's coming very soon. 
And as soon as the church is taken out, the whole earth will shift back to Jewish time for seven more years. And those seven years, Daniel's 70th week is another term for the tribulation. This is what Jesus will be discussing and bringing up Daniel's name in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. And so there's a lead up to that. And so we're going to begin today. I'm just going to mention some scriptures. You can write these down. And uh, while you're turning to Matthew chapter 21 and verse 23, I'll just describe this verse for you. I'll tell you each one of them. While you're finding that, I just want to make a comment. I got a letter today from a girl in Arkansas, and so she's uh, joining the those that are going to be supporting the broadcast and just talk how much the broadcast has been a blessing to her. And listen, there's a lot of you out there that this broadcast is a blessing to you. Would you stop and consider if it's a blessing to you, you can help us make it a blessing to someone else by supporting it. And she sent in some money. She's going to be supporting it on a monthly basis. And I never tell people how much to give per month. It's as you purpose in your heart or as the Holy Spirit leads you. Those are the two ways we give, by the leading of the Holy Spirit or as we purpose in our heart. And so that's what she's going to do. And I would just like to ask you, would you join this great company of people? It's increased dramatically this past year and just help join with us and and support and send your support to the broadcast on a monthly basis as well as your prayers and doing that out of appreciation not just appreciation for Bob, but appreciation for God and what he's doing in this earth. So again, uh, go to web, my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find there a place where you can become a partner with me on the face page and you'll be glad you did. I'll be glad you did. And guess what? We'll see all the great results of it when we get to heaven one of these days. Jesus, I'm gonna tell you what leads up to Matthew 24. The church age is about to begin. And another term for the church age is the mystery And it doesn't mean something we don't understand. In fact, the mystery was something they didn't understand in the Old Testament, revealed in the New Testament. And so the church age is called a mystery. And what happens during the church age, much, about 70, 80% of what happens in the church age was not even taught in the Old Testament. It might've been mentioned, and Jesus mentioned some things. I'll build my church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm sure when he said that, the disciples nodded, looked at each other, said, what's the church? It had never been discussed before. Jesus just mentioned it's coming. I will. Future tense. I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we're living in the church age. I mean, things like the new birth, that didn't exist in the Old Testament. Christ in you, the hope of glory, that didn't exist in the Old Testament. Our place, the body, everybody has an office. That wasn't found in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit lives in us. That was not found in the Old Testament. I mean, these are things for our dispensation. And when the church is taken out, the whole earth will shift back to Jewish time for seven more years. And during the time of the the 69 weeks that were there before, Israel was was the custodians of the gospel and of the word of God. They took it to all nations. In other words, it was the Great Commission. It's discussed in Isaiah 52 and verse seven. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of them that bring glad tidings of peace. And those glad tidings is the Hebrew word for good news. Good news is the Greek word for gospel. So they had the gospel. In fact, in the book of Hebrews chapter three and four, it tells us unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. The gospel's never changed. Faith in Jesus Christ. The results have changed. Back then, when they received Jesus as Lord and Savior, they called him Jehovah. It was accounted to them for righteousness. But in the New Testament, we are the righteousness of God. So, Here we have in these verses of scripture, uh, Jesus introducing Matthew 24. And Matthew 24 will be Daniel's 70th week. 
And so there'll be some verses in there describing a little bit about the church age, but the bulk of Matthew 24 and 25 is discussing the tribulation. You understand that, you'll understand the church has nothing to do with it. The church is taken out. The church has to be taken out. The whole earth shifts back to Jewish time. There'll be a temple, there'll be sacrifices in the temple. The gospel will again be given back to Israel to do what they were intended to do. And God's clock will start again and tick off the last seven years of Jewish history. After that comes the millennial reign of Jesus Christ in which Jews, Gentiles, all time periods will have ceased and we will all enter into a 1,000 year reign with Jesus Christ on this earth. Wow, what a great future we have. Matthew 21, let's take a look at verse 23. And in this verse of scripture, here, here's what happened. Jesus no longer cares to skirt the issue with the Pharisees, to hit them directly, hard. And he'll do this especially through chapter 22. This introduces a section from Matthew 21 into chapter 22, where Jesus just lets the Pharisees have it and, the, and those have been making the law a means of salvation. It was never intended for that. And by the time we come here, Matthew 21, 23, by the time we go through chapter 22, at the end of it, here's how it ends. Neither did anyone from that day forward ask him any more questions. He literally shut them up. Matthew 21, Verses 33 through 46, he talks about the treatment of Old Testament prophets and told how that they killed them and called it, you know, that they, that we, if we were back there, we wouldn't have done this kind of thing. Are you kidding? They killed the ones who prophesied of the Messiah. This group is going to kill the Messiah they prophesied of. So he simply says, you think that was bad? What you're about to do is fill up the cup. Fill up the cup means back from the Old Testament, all the trials, tribulations you sent against the prophets and killed them. You just kept filling the cup and filling the cup, but there's still a gap at the top. You're going to fill it up. And that gap at the top, you're going to kill the Messiah. Oh, that would have just really ticked them off. But in Matthew 21, Verse 33 through 46, he again talks about the treatment of Old Testament prophets and tells them the kingdom will be taken from Israel and given to the Gentiles. Oh, did that make them angry, even more angry to want to kill him even more. Matthew 22, verses 1 through 14, Jesus gives a second parable how both Jews and Gentiles will be at the marriage feast. Oh, that was not happy for them. Matthew 23, verses 1 through 36, Jesus rebukes the Pharisees for their hypocrisy. And in Matthew 23, at the end of the chapter, verse 37 through 39, Jesus cries over Jerusalem. Oh, how often would I gather you under my wings, but you would not. Now the kingdoms be taken from you and given to another nation. And that's when the kingdom was transferred from the Jews to the Gentiles. And again, as soon as the Gentile age is over, that will be when the rapture occurs. God will go back and deal with them again and back to the Jews. This is found in Romans chapter 11 and verse 25. They're describing again how that God has taken away, not permanently, but just temporarily, the kingdom from Israel until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled and given back to them. Then we come to Matthew chapter 24, and this is what we'll be dealing with in Matthew 24. In Matthew 24, Jesus turns away from Jerusalem. When it said that Jesus left the the, te uh, the temple, he departed and left the temple. Two things, he departed when not left the temple. He never went back. Jesus turns away from Jerusalem to turn toward the Gentile nations in Matthew 24 and verse one. And this is what he uses as a background to teach on the upcoming tribulation. And that at that time was two, over 2000 years away. For us, it could be mere, merely decades away. It may even be a few years away. It could be months away. This is how close the world is shaping up so fast for the day 
day of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to take his church out of the way. And it's the church that's holding back the tribulation from actually beginning. Oh, we'll see many things occurring, many foundations laid for the tribulation, but the tribulation cannot start until Antichrist is revealed. And what's hindering Antichrist from being revealed is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we are taken out of the way, then at that time, Antichrist can show himself. This is all found in First and Second Thessalonians. So again, uh, in Romans eleven twenty five, we have when the church is over, Israel returns to being the custodians of the gospel and of the word of God. So let me just give you a little introduction to Matthew 24 and 25. They're all in chronological order. If you can see that, that it'll all make sense. You won't be pulling a verse out here and applying it to the church because the church won't be mentioned there except some inferences for a few verses about the church. And anyway, before and after that, it is all about Israel and Jerusalem. As it says in, again, back in the book of Daniel chapter nine, he said, 70 weeks are determined on your people, that's the Jews, and your holy city, that's Jerusalem. You want to know what's going on in, in prophecy? Don't look to the United States. Don't look to all these other countries. They might These other countries might have something to do with it. But the main thing you look for is the city of Jerusalem and the Jewish people themselves. So I'll see you as soon as the break is over and we'll continue from here. Understanding the end times, one of the most incredible and fascinating doctrines in the Word of God, will bring us comfort for the days in which we live. The Bible says we are to encourage and exhort one another with the knowledge of Jesus returning for his saints. In Understanding the End Times, Pastor Bob Yandian provides a thorough and exciting study to give you more revelation of these times in which we live. Topics include the seven dispensations, the dispensation of the mystery, the rapture of the church, the judgment seat of Christ, Daniel's 70 weeks, the Temple Discourse, the Tribulation, the Second Coming, the Millennial Reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. To order Understanding the End Times, visit bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. As I said before the break, 
came. Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 are in chronological order. And you understand that this whole two chapters fall into place and you won't be pulling the 10 virgins out trying to make it apply to the church. No, the 10 virgins don't occur until the end of the tribulation and Jesus coming back to rule the nations and to, and to judge the nations. So again, let me just say this. One thing that helps us understand that is the word then. Then and then when occur over and over again throughout these two chapters. And the two chapters let us know that then, meaning that at that time period, then a little bit later then at that time period, and it all goes in chronological order. Let me just give you some examples. Look with me at chapter 24 of Matthew. Look at verse nine. Verse nine is the beginning of the tribulation. And uh, going down through verse 14, nine through 14 is the first half of the tribulation. And notice again what it says in verse nine, then, then when, then when the tribulation begins, they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and you is the Jewish nation. All the earth switch back to Jewish time. Look at verse 10. And then will many be offended? Then when? Then at the beginning of the tribulation. Look with me at verse 15. Here we go to the middle of the tribulation. And when the abomination of desolation is set up, as Daniel said in verse 15 here, this is marks the middle of the tribulation when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. Look at verse 16. Then, then when? Then when the abomination of desolation is set up, everything is in chronological order. Look down with me at verse 21. For then, the second half of the tribulation, then shall be great tribulation when Antichrist sets up his image in the temple. Look at verse 23. Then if any man say to you, look, here is Christ, that's not referring to the church age. That is the second half of the tribulation. The tribulation comes to an end in verse 27, 28, 29, because it says so in verse 29 immediately after the tribulation of those days. Look at verse 30. Then, then when? Then immediately after the tribulation, when Jesus Christ comes back, appears and comes to this earth and takes over and judges the nations. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then, then when? Immediately after the tribulation, all the tribes of the earth shall mourn. We come to verse 40. Then will two be in the field. Then when? Then in the second half of the tribulation, and at the end of the tribulation, when Jesus Christ comes back. And so we go on down to chapter 25. And the first word of chapter 25 is then. Then the kingdom will be like 10 virgins. Then when? At the end of the tribulation, when Jesus comes back at his second coming to rule the nations and judge the nations. So again, we find it throughout all of those verses of scripture, what the Lord is simply telling us there about this. So let's go back and take a look. Matthew 24 and chapter 25, again, are in chronological order. And let me lay out the outline of Matthew 24 to begin with. The introduction is found in verses one through three. And the disciples are gonna ask Jesus three questions of which he will answer two of them here in Matthew. The one that he will not answer here, which he did answer, Matthew just didn't record it, is found in Luke. So the church age will be found in verses four through eight. Again, the introduction to this chapter where the disciples sat down with him and ask him three questions and he, be, and he begins to open up to them is found in verses one through three. The church age can be found in verses four through eight. Although it's not called the church age, the things that are happening today are found there. But at the end of verse eight, it doesn't say it, the church is removed because the tribulation will start in verse nine and go down through verse 27. The second coming of the Lord called the second advent 
of which he will come to this earth to rule and reign. This is not the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church occurs between verse eight and verse nine of this when we suddenly leave the church age and in verse nine, the tribulation begins. The second coming of the Lord at the end of the seven years of tribulation will be found in verse 27 through verse 51. Again, let me say those again to you. The introduction to Matthew 24 is verses one through three. The church age is found in verses four through eight. Then the tribulation is found in verses nine through 27 and the second coming of the Lord called the second advent where he literally comes and his feet touch the Mount of Olives and he will rule and reign for a thousand years. And the beginning of it is found here in these verses, verses 27 through verse 51. So let's take a look at Matthew chapter 24 and we'll now begin to go through it and lay it out for you. So here we come in verses one through three to the introduction. It says, and Jesus went out, notice this, out of the temple. Notice this, he went out and departed. What it simply means is he's gone out of it many times but gone back in. And in fact, one day, he was in and out of it twice. So here we have Jesus went out and then departed from the temple. What does this mean? He went out and never went back. And his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. Now, although Jesus had seen it, these disciples were impressed with it because the temple was one of the eight wonders of the ancient world. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? No, they're just saying, look at this beautiful temple. Jesus you came out of that, but I want you, have you ever just stopped to look at it? And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? He says, you're looking at it, but do you really see it? Truly, I say to you, there shall not be one stone left on another that will not be thrown down. This was prophesied in Daniel 70 weeks. And so in verse three, it says, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately saying, Jesus sat down with them on the Mount of Olives privately. Notice this by themselves where Jesus had the Sermon on the Mount in chapters five, six, and seven of the book of Matthew. Now he sits down with his disciples for the Olivet Discourse and only the disciples are with him. No crowds appear later on. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Let's talk about that first of all. Three questions were asked to Jesus. When will these things be? When will what things be? The destruction of the temple. When will the temple be destroyed? Jesus doesn't give us this answer in Matthew, but it is presented by Luke. Jesus gave the answer, but Matthew didn't record it. Matthew recorded the answer to question two and, and question three. But question number one is answered in Luke chapter 21, verses 20 through 24, when Rome came in and destroyed the temple of Israel, and then Israel was dispersed from that time on and is still basically dispersed today. They started coming back in 1948, but throughout these 2,000 years, Israel has been dispersed among all nations. And we often talk about the lost tribes. They're not the lost tribes. God knows exactly where they are and are bringing them back again. So here we have in this says, when will these things be? When will the temple be destroyed? And this was in 70 AD, just about 40 years from the time they were sitting there is when the temple will be destroyed. And Titus and the Roman legions came in and destroyed the city. The temple burned it down. And so all these things were yet to come. At that time, the Jews would be scattered throughout the world. They would run for their lives. And this was called the dispersion, diaspora, the spreading of seed. And like seed being scattered everywhere, they went everywhere to all nations and began to fulfill the Great Commission in greater numbers than ever before. And it goes on to say there, tell us when will these things be? 
Again, this will be found in Luke chapter 21, verses 20 through 24, 70 AD. The second question, what shall be the sign of your coming? Is the coming the rapture of the church? No, the coming, they don't know anything about the rapture of the church. The rapture is part of the mystery. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 15, 51, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. So the rapture will not be mentioned here. So they said, what is the sign of your coming? The coming was at the end of the Jewish age and the seven years of tribulation is the end of the Jewish age. At the end of the tribulation is when Jesus will come and establish his kingdom on this earth. They still didn't get it here. No, they still didn't understand it here. Because when Jesus, after the crucifixion, is standing with them on the Mount of Olives, the first thing they said is, are you right now going to give the kingdom back? He said, it's not for you to know the times of the seasons. He said, it's all part of the mystery, and it'll be revealed to you as you go through the church age. But right now, he says, not for you to know the times of the seasons, which are in my Father's hands. He will handle end times. But the main times, here's what you're supposed to handle. Go into all the world and preach the gospel and gave them the Great Commission. And so repeated the Great Commission and the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit to accomplish it. Then the next one, that's the second question, what will be the sign of your coming? That is found in this chapter, Matthew chapter 24, verses 27 through 51. He will discuss the second coming of the Lord. Then he goes on to say, and of the end of the world. The, the word here in the King James is actually the word I own, which is actually at the end of the age. And the age that will be coming to an end will be the Jewish age. And what does he say here about the end of the age? That's found in verses 9 through 27. Verse 9 through 27 talks about the end of the Jewish age, the coming of Jesus Christ, the putting away of all enemies to start the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. So let's recover that again. Go back over it one more time. He says here, there's three questions. First question, when will these things be? When will not one stone be left on another? Luke 21, 20 through 24. Second question, what will be the sign of your coming? This is not the rapture. It's the second coming of Jesus to the earth to rule and to reign. At the rapture, Jesus doesn't come to the earth. He appears in the sky and we rise to meet him. Seven years later, after the tribulation is over, after Daniel's 70th week, seven years, at the end of that time, Jesus will come back, and this is the Jewish coming back for him, and he'll come back and establish his kingdom here, rescue Jerusalem, rescue Israel, and do away with Antichrist, do away with the false prophet, the beast, cast Satan off the earth, all religion off the earth, all unbelievers off the earth, and will establish his kingdom here, and even the curse that was placed here at the time of Adam will be removed. Then he goes on to the third question and, and, and answers it, and what about the end of the age? And Jesus will discuss that in verses 9 through 27. So Jesus answered these three questions. Again, question number one is the siege of Jerusalem where Titus and the Roman legions come in just 40 years away from this date. The second question, what will be the sign of your coming in verses 27 through 51? The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then finally after that, what will be the sign of the end of the age? And the end of the age is the end of the Jewish age, not the end of the church age. Remember that Jewish age never ended. It just separated. It stopped at the cross. And God, and God took that last week and moved it off over 2,000 years away, the last seven years, and inserted the church age in between. The church is today living between Daniel's 69th week and Daniel's 70th week, because Daniel's 70 weeks are on you and your people, your holy city. 
Jerusalem and the Jewish people. And after that, Jesus turned to the Gentiles on the day of Pentecost. And for 2000 years, we've been living in the church age. And the church age, as dramatically as it began on the day of Pentecost, will dramatically end by the taking out of the church. And suddenly the earth will be shifted into seven years of tribulation as the Jewish age resumes and the first converts after Jesus comes for the church and takes us out of here, the first converts will be 144,000 Jews. The gospel will again be shifted back. The whole earth shifts back to Jewish time for seven more years. That's why the church cannot be here. Tomorrow we'll take up from here and begin with the teachings of Jesus beginning in verses four through eight. We'll see you tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.